Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Rachel Shackleton. All right. And Ash Millman. Hello. Do you guys like the consoles? I love a good console, mate. Why? Why? Yes. Uh, because I've had consoles all my life, literally since I was a wee lass. <laughs> I've always had consoles. My very first console was Game Boy Pocket. Nice. I loved it. And oh, uh, I, the, the most recent one I bought was the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Ash, what do you think of the old physical consoles? I love consoles. I love them. I just think they're lovely. It's like when you have a little present and you open it and it's another box inside, uh-huh. but the box plays games, so it's, <laughs> it's really good. I just think they're, they're, they're really nifty. And so nice. the reason I open with that is because um, we've just, we I mean, the, the trailer came out for it a few days ago, but there's a new quote-unquote console, that is a little console, yeah. coming called the Playdate, uh, made by Panic uh, Software, <laughs> who initially used to be a games publisher. They did like Firewatch and a few other different mm-hmm. things, and they said, look, we're big nerds. We have a lot of money. Let's make a fun thing. And they've made like a little hand console with a crank on the side which yep. seems to be the main thing that a lot of the write-ups have been focusing on has there ever been a console that has a crank on it is this the first cut cr- a crank on it i don't think so <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, I mean, flashback then. yes there's been um nearly all the like you know additional like fishing software games always had little cranks on them oh yeah i played a fishing well, one my dad go. used to have one that was great i love a crank yeah <laughs> i'm absolutely here for this crank just from that well, like. that's what i think they're sort of like they're going for they need like a little random thing that makes it differentiate but yeah i don't as far as i know no no main mm. games ever had a dedicated crank on it but these guys are going for that but that made me just sort of like go down the route of because it's the most unexpected thing random little handheld with a, a dedicated you know uh, piece of hardware thing to it um, maybe sort of go down the route of like well we have you know we have Google Stadia and we have mm-hmm. all these different potential moves into streaming and like is that the future of the industry this made me more excited than the entirety of the Google Stadia yeah. thing so that's kind of what I'm opening with what do you guys mm-hmm. think of, of I that? think uh, we as gamers I don't know a lot of us are collectors as well a lot mm. of us really appreciate having physical media that's why I think digital gaming is you know doing pretty well but physical is still selling because mm-hmm. so many of us do care about physical things mm-hmm. so it's it's a little bit easier to get excited for something that you can hold in your hand <laughs> uh, than, than, Put just, a crank on it, than just digital and streaming stuff, in my opinion. Yes. Um, I don't know, because you can see it and feel it, and it's it's more sensory we'll see, than like, that's <laughs> all the jokes. <laughs> no, but like, it's true, though. Like, like, like it's the whole, it's the argument when uh, the Kindle sort of blew up, and it was like, well, does anybody still value 
value books and like I, yeah yeah I would say that they do I like the whole I like holding a book I like I the physicality would of it prefer a book too yeah and so I think like gaming's kind of reaching that same point where like especially with um, you know PlayStation Now or Game Pass or whatever it's like you have an entire library of games that you can just access mm. um, but is that is that as worthwhile or as satisfying as having a collection because like Ooh. that's what we grew up with no I think that's I think that is entirely the thing both of what you guys said it's about having a collection mm. about having the bits and pieces we had the PlayStation Classic as like a little Christmas gimmick mm. with all of the um, old games on it and that sort of thing and uh, they're always releasing like Mega Drive like mini consoles like yes. I had so many in my wardrobe of just these little like old have all the games on them but you can take them and play them in like the car yeah. Thing. Yeah. the uh-huh. cool thing about the Mega Drives that they did was that they still played your old cartridges mm. whereas with yeah. the Playstation like that didn't really have that it was essentially just a Wii SD card in it's a box cute mm-hmm. though it was cute <laughs> but um, what I really liked about the Mega Drive that they made was that it could like all your old collections that you hung on to all these years you yep. could play them now on a HDTV mm-hmm. like uh, there's, there's a quite a few like especially third party ones where you can just buy like a box that'll have a whole bunch of slots in the top and you can mm. just put any old school cartridge into it like right. as someone who's been trying to get a refurbished N64 like I've started getting lost in the like you know seven in one yeah. systems that will play like <laughs> NES cartridges SNES and Game Boy Color and everything else um, but in going from like marketplaces and different shops in uh, in the town and stuff that we live near to like they have um, you know just seeing like these big collections of like all these old school cartridges and all mm. that sort of stuff that is for me is extremely heartwarming but I don't mm. know if that's because I have a tie to it generationally like do you guys think there's always going to be a place for collections of physical media but the thing is I think if you look at vinyls mm. now like with music that's a good point I, I didn't grow up with vinyls not my family collects vinyls or anything mm-hmm. but it's absolutely ingrained in our like modern culture to go mm. back and go wow this was a really cool concept we should keep doing that and people still go back and buy, buy Playstation 1s buy Playstation 2s mm-hmm. get collections of games that they can show off I think physical media is always going to have a place because as like a gamer or a bunch of nerds who like showing <laughs> things off that yes. we're interested in yeah. like go to any of our houses they're absolutely covered in like crap like <laughs> Scott really has nice a whole crap, room yeah. of it I do to be honest when I, when I uh, finally moved into my house with my lovely wife we literally dedicated one room to just, just everything yeah. just bought a bunch of bookshelves and just was like right we're going to make this a big nerd room and it sort of just looks like Tywin Lannister's like basement or whatever <laughs> yeah. um, I have, uh, I have two glass cabinets in my room yeah. full yes. of stuff um, but yeah you've hit it on the head there I think we just like to have stuff I think so I mean like one of the um, quotes that uh, from uh, Sony's Jim Ryan he reckons that they're, we're moving into the streaming era he's mm. the streaming era is upon us and like I think for me I want them to coexist because I think something like the the vinyl thing kind of mm. shows that people do want to actually like hold and you know, have their collections represented as something mm-hmm. other than just tiles on a screen um, I don't know if you guys have like if your opinions on it have changed over time because initially for me I was like I don't want anything digital at all but then sometimes you, ju- you do just want to switch from one mm. game to the next and it's yeah, that easy yeah absolutely yeah um more so when I got the Switch, I think, mm. because I have a nice case for my Switch that all the games sort of fit into. Mm-hmm. But there's just something really nice about switching uh, from <laughs> my cartridge, just knowing that I've got games on the system, that mm-hmm. I don't have to bother like taking the cartridge out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started buying stuff on that. Obviously, the PlayStation sale has mm. seen me. Yes. <laughs> and I got a new PC uh, last year as well. So I obviously have a bunch of you know, PC games aren't physical. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm more open to it these days than I was, but I still would prefer physical if That possible. thing, that like rolling the sales into it, because like the, the Play Day thing, we can talk more specifically about that, but the way that they're going to roll their games out is that one, it's £150, which we'll get back to. We'll get back to it, Rach. <laughs> but um, that whole thing comes with, I think they've announced like it's like 20-ish games or something, yeah. but they're, they're going to roll them out across like sequential weeks. Um, but like something like the sale mentality and like that idea of everything being digital, for me, I tend to hoard stuff way more than I ever did when I was in physical even though I do have these big collections of things um, when everything is available digitally you sort of you don't treat it you don't make a point of getting through it as much mm. I don't know I don't know if that's the same with you guys how many games have you bought and never played 
I've always played because them. Because they were on but, sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, because I'm, well, my thing now, that's another thing with the, 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 the advent of everything being digital, is that I'm sort of building like a big library of licenses. Mm. Like I'm just like, oh, well, I'll buy that because then I'll own the license for it going forward. And mm. I can, at some point, there'll be a console that'll play everything. Yeah. And I can just, you know, go back to Red Faction Armageddon or something. That's <laughs> weird. I don't know. That's that just is so, a like, strange little hobby. Why is that strange? License collecting. That's what all the licenses. Oh. Do you guys not find yourself doing that with all, like, with no, your. No, no. Why not? I, I, I think, I don't know. I think my approach to things is a lot more casual than your mm. guys sometimes though but like for me my opinion flip flops a lot between physical and streaming just because I think the usefulness of streaming is so good and mm -hmm. I do think it's where the industry is going to head but what I want is it just in really cool like boxes so that it, lo <laughs> so that it still looks really interesting mm -hmm. and to just just don't sell me the game just sell me the game box so what do you think of um, I, oh, go on. I bought a Pokemon game once that was a code in a box Pokemon yeah. Silver yeah that, that's, a, that's weird that's it was when, a code in a box it was great yeah when retailers do that though where it's like here's a box but inside is just the code yeah. so you can go online and download it. I got They're... to keep the box. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Was that good though? Yes. Just pretend that it's your thing on the shelf. And like, it's oh, on my shelf. Potentially a game in there. It's like, <laughs> is it just the visuals of a collection? It's shiny. Yeah, <laughs> super shiny. The um, One of the things that I was going to mention is um, something like the PlayStation TV. That was um, Sony going like, well, we can just mm. ship DualShock controllers and you'll hook them up to a little box. Like, mm. Essentially treating like a PlayStation as like a set-top box. Yeah. Um, but what do we think of that? That idea of like just having a, a controller on the side next to your TV remote and you just play it through the TV. Like, how much do we actually want the console? Ooh, I don't know. I think that that's a really cool and good idea, but mm. like, I d the further it failed you, for them. <laughs> the further okay. you, the further you move away from it, then the. the the, the, the less we have and it's the stuff isn't it it mm. literally is just stuff that yeah. we're after here and I think consoles are great I think they're wonderful I think it's nice being able to turn something on and have it as a gaming mm -hmm. system that is just for gaming like I own so many different consoles even though I could get all the different games on uh, like the Xbox One or the PlayStation mm -hmm. 4 I have like the, all of their generational corpses in the background <laughs> so I can go back and play actual PS2 games on uh. an actual PS2 and stuff yeah. but in theory it would be lovely to have them all in one place. It really would. But That's like, the thing. Do you, do you find yourself going back to old stuff? Because Rachel was saying before we came in that you, you've owned a lot of consoles, and so do I, but like I hardly think, any are actually hooked up. I think I own almost every console. Hmm. Neo Geo? Well, I never ever had a GameCube. That, okay. was, yeah. that was the big one. Didn't have a PS1, didn't have a Dreamcast. I mean, you've said the thing, and then you haven't got the big ones. No. You've got a PS1. <laughs> I mean, like, these days. Okay, cool. You did have a PS1 at some point in your life. No. What? What the hell, Shackleton? I got, Jesus. I was, a, I was a Nintendo baby. I got into PlayStation uh, when I played my friends Spyro, and then I got a PS2. Good, okay. And then, of course, Spyro to be fair, I didn't have an N64, so... Spyro wouldn't save on it, would it? Anyway, that's another uh, topic for another time. Bring back <laughs> memory cards? Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I, think... I have a real problem with that recently. Sorry, I keep playing PS1 games and going back and being like, I don't have my PS1 memory card. I can't even save it. Oh, God. So this... to start over and over There's again. There's, like, a weird nostalgia to that, though, because I remember, like, going to a friend's house with, like, you take your games and your little, like, stuff. Of memory yeah. cards. The game box had a wee slot. You'd yeah, put, yeah. You'd put your memory card in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those um, things like that. Those are the sorts of things that make me like. You know, it makes me, my heart warm for the, the old school and nostalgia. But in reality, like it's really difficult. Yeah. Wing, like in reality, like the way that it's progressed has been really good. I think the PS2 is the ultimate system because mm. like you can have all the memory cards that fit everything. It plays all the just touch my microphone. Sorry, plays all the generational games like of PS2 and PS1. Mm -hmm. So that's what you want for something like and DVDs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> entertainment that system. That hot new commodity DVDs. So you, you want something that can do all that if you do have a physical collection. I think it's just, it's letting go that's a problem because if you're brought mm. upon a collection you have a massive bookshelf full of all your different games or your different DVDs or mm. your different everything saying, right, 
this is actually pointless. Get rid of it. You go, <laughs> no, like, no way. Because, like, have you guys done, because, like, that's kind of, like, a, a wider sort of, like, shift in mentality. It's, like, something like a Marie Kondo's show on Netflix is, like, you know, you want to you wanna drill down, like, does mm. this thing provide me with joy? If not, you get rid of it. Mm. And I know a few people in the office have done that and got rid of, like, the overall clutter. Mm. Have you guys done that? Because I haven't yet. Oh, you should see my clothes drawers. They're so <laughs> beautiful. They are so beautiful. I did it the other day and I had everything in neat little Specific building. Oh, God, it was so good. It was liberating. Mm. I treat my clothes with respect. I smoothed them out and I was like, <laughs> the joy, I feel it. I do I like it. It's I like good. that approach. But like, <laughs> whereas Rachel, you're hoarding everything. Uh, no, I'm not a hoarder. I am. I'm. I'm. I'm in cozy in the middle. I would say mm. sometimes mm. I'm really good at throwing stuff out. If it can be recycled, it's mm. gone. Um, but I'm really bad for hanging on to things as well. Do you guys keep the boxes? Because I always yeah. keep the console boxes. No, be like, boxes. well, I might need to do I something. Have uh, all of my boxes for everything. So my, my, I've always been brought up with my family being like, keep the box. So when you want to sell it, yeah. it's always worth yeah. it more. <laughs> so I've got all of my Game Boy Advance boxes <laughs> nice. still. Like, oh, heck. literally, they're all in a little pile. So yeah. I've, if you keep them in pretty boxes. like mint condition, then like the, the stupid irony of it is that I have the same thing where it's like, oh, keep the box because you might want to sell it. So you keep it in mint condition. Yeah. But if you treat it with that much respect you're probably going to hang on to it. Like, yeah. why would you get rid of it if you treasure it that much to hang on to it in the first place? But I don't know if that's the same, like, sort of general mentality that you guys have in terms of why you would keep a physical collection, knowing that you might have never, ever go back to it. It's just mm. nice to have. Yeah. Kinda. The thing is, though, um, we're saying this. We're all, like, uh, 20 plus. Uh -huh. Kids don't care. Do and they not, though? Kids are going to be 20 plus one day, and they're not going to be caring. Hmm. So... They'll what, be living in the hologram world at that what, point. What we're, what we're saying is, like, because we care about physical, mm -hmm. um, and we're sort of warming to digital, warming to streaming. I don't... Uh, gaming, streaming, though. I don't... Uh. We can talk about that for a bit, because I think it's weird. I, don't, I, I, I think it's just because the technology's not there yet. The internet's not there yet. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got 70 down, and I don't think I could even uh, mm. stream games at my house. But, like, kids are going to have that. They mm. are going to have better internet and streaming yeah. is probably going to take over in the next 20 years. Yeah, that's the thing and it's like that's like an infrastructural thing. Like if the if the country in, in question is is equipped to, you know, to deliver streaming it just works, then there's that remove the need for like a console mm. altogether. Yeah. Like do we even like Great for Norway. Anymore? Great for Norway. Great yeah. for Denmark. Great like, for San Francisco like... as well. <laughs> these things are coming from. I find it really strange that you say that you like that you kind of up, off put to the thought of streaming like as a streamer. Like that's oh, like yeah. one of your... mm. no, 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 you see I talking I'm talking about streaming games no, so. no, there's so many people in that audience who are going to be that's going to be their experience of games is watching you play them like mm -hmm. while streaming no, uh, when I say streaming I mean um, playing a game like it, I believe it was on PS Now started this way mm -hmm. where yeah. you wouldn't download the game you would play it you'd stream oh, it in okay, real time. so that's what I mean by streaming you mean like streaming libraries yeah um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. sorry were we talking about live streaming no it can kind of be both it's just that mm -hmm. idea of like streaming in general getting rid of the need for a physical product but yeah, that well, like as streaming becomes more infrastructural then yeah yeah because there's, a, there's yeah. a whole new way of playing games whereas you don't play them you watch someone else play them is mm -hmm. what I'm thinking like which is another part of the future Kinda. Yeah. yeah, I really hope not, because then people won't buy games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. If they if they go down, because we've done another podcast on this before, but if they go down the whole, you know, like PlayStation or Xbox is just an app, mm. then like yeah, how much how much brand loyalty do you have to that sort of thing, and how much longevity does it even have if there's, it's not represented in real time? There's something to be said about yeah. if everything goes all digital. How nice is the design of a lovely PlayStation Four Pro? How nice <laughs> is that box just sitting yeah. under your TV? Yeah. Just when you said there about it all being on the same thing. 
I wouldn't mm. have my big, nice shaped box. Well, that's the thing. It's like that's that's why. Like I'm I'm attracted to that. I like that. But it's like I wonder how much. Like you said, I wonder how much the younger generation even yeah. cares because it is just taking up space. And if you go down the route of like you know eventually you sort of go like anti-consumerist mentalities mm. and stuff, then it's like well, do we even? We don't need this clutter. We just sort of did at one point in time. Oh, that's true. It'd be very yeah. good for the environment if they ditch consoles. Mm-hmm. It'd be very good if they ditched uh, discs and cartridges yeah. and boxes. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I just don't, like, for the the love of gaming that, like, I have, and I think that we have, kind of comes from, like, especially, like I said, if you go back into one of those shops and you see all those old cartridges and Mm. discs and and cases and everything, like, you know, you, for the most part, know where you were when you played that thing. Yeah. And you sort of, like, remember holding it or, yeah, like, buying it from the (laughs) shop and driving home and and all that kind of thing. And I think there's a lot of, like, um, I don't know, that that helped us become gamers and sort of, Mm. like, gave us more investment in the medium. So for me, it's it's not essential, but I have a, a lot of, 
you know, I have so many memories attached to physical media. I think my physical collection, compared to your guys, is definitely like really <laughs> small. Like, uh, I only keep things hey, that like. It's not the size. <laughs> it's how you use it. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's like I have the the things that I really, really loved and mm. that I want on like disc. Mm-hmm. Um, but then everything else, I just swap. So I right. think for me, yeah. physical stuff. I think for me maybe for future generations and stuff as well a mm-hmm. really good way of keeping both would be bring back rental systems again. I was just going to say we could talk about trading is that what you are going to say yes renting I, I mean because renting is obviously available um, digitally you can mm. rent uh, you can definitely rent movies on yes. like Amazon and stuff like that I don't mm-hmm. know if you can rent games sadly not um, the nearest thing to like a renting mentality is that you can have it for a bit and then membership. Xbox yeah, or, yeah. Like, yeah there is like the sort of uh, the monthly stuff or like Xbox and Steam will let you play it for a certain amount of hours mm. and then you can just refund it again if it's not something that you like yeah or you could just but. get like Xbox Live for mm. one month oh, sorry uh, like EA Access perhaps mm-hmm. uh, for one month yeah like Origin or whatever there are ways to like yeah to try stuff out but it's nowhere because like, that's the thing infrastructurally when we were growing up like you could get a game you traded in it's worth something mm. yeah. like now if you try and trade a game in they'll give you like 50 pence or whatever oh, well it depends on the game well you might get a quid supply, if you're lucky supply and but. demand Nintendo <laughs> games are good for trading in that's a, I, oh I, Nintendo's I, pricing is ridiculous I like though. to buy physically because I like trading in because I can not always afford a 50 pound game so mm. if I know I've had a game that will trade in for twenty pound. Then mm-hmm. I'm, I like. Because I don't, I don't mm-hmm. if you feel the same way, but like I feel like way de incentivized to trade anything, anything in mm-hmm. anymore because I don't feel like the worth is there. Whereas it used to be across the two thousands and the nineties. And that's the same with you guys. Like, I when was the last time you I traded trade something in? All the time. Oh, really? if, yeah. if I buy something new, I'll buy it new, so it's like 50, 60 quid. Play mm-hmm. it and then trade it in for the thirty quid back, so it's like half the price. Okay. Because I, I, I if you want to play everything like it, then you've got to. <laughs> yeah. That's what I used to do. I think, yeah, I guess one of them is just that it's changed a little bit just because of the jobs that we do and we're lucky enough to get uh, code supplied to us and stuff. So, like, sometimes that'll kind of change it around. But, like, overall, the industry is trying to move away from trade-ins because Mm. then they can't monopolize the price points. That's the thing. Trade-ins make money for places like Game, like GameStop, but they don't make money for publishers. Yeah, they would rather sell you it through the digital storefront, which is another reason why I would like the the physical side of it to mean something. So Mm. you've got, you actually, as a consumer, have worth. You can trade that back in. Mm. Whereas that goes away if everything's digital. It feels like a big, like, underground black market when you're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, because I love it. Like, I absolutely love it. I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh. Actually, as well, games. we can talk about, like, the retro market as well. Because, like I said, like, I'm I'm going to get an N64 because I never played Super Mario mm. 64, and which I know is, like, Oh, sacrilege. I can't believe I know, that, like... I know. You didn't have a PlayStation, so it's yeah, fine. Good for but... you getting it on. <laughs> well, that's... But still, um, I'm trying to get an N64 <laughs> to play uh, Mario 60, play Super Mario 64, uh, Mario Kart, and F-Zero, and all the things that I missed out on across the 90s because I was too busy playing Crash or Tekken 3. <gasps> get Yoshi's story. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'll be coming to you for recommendations. Yeah, so. I love the N64. Get Goldeneye. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so, yeah. So, like, when you start going down that route, though, there are so many shops now in terms of the physical media that specialize in retro stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like when me and my wife's planning a, a honeymoon to New York, and ordinarily, if you just search, like, nerd shops, geek shops in New York, there are tons of retro shops. <gasps> Must um, have missed that when I was there. It's pretty good. Damn. Well, it looks pretty good. It's There's something attractive about you want to go in and just look as well, yeah. even yeah. if you're not going to buy anything. So, yeah, like, yeah, and it's like, because when I went to um, France, like, I managed to get a copy of the original Sonic which isn't mm. that old but like the first Sonic on the on the Mega Drive and it's like the physicality of it like it's a big chunky like videotape style yeah. box with a big chunky cartridge inside of it and so like I'm quite looking forward to going back to like that side you know like having cartridges and that kind of thing but like that's just me missing it I don't know if there's mm. any appeal to that for someone who never had it in the first place Ooh, I think trying to start a collection now like is too much hmm. it personally like if I wanted to go back and um, look at old consoles and everything there's mm-hmm. a piece of me that would be like well I could just play something more recent that has the functionality to go a bit back mm-hmm. and it can get everything in one go so I think it's like greediness in that sense because you're like oh I can just get it all in one place in this yeah. one thing whereas um, 
eye collection would be really nice, mm-hmm. but just hard to do now. But that's the, yeah, hard. but that's kind of the thing is that like a lot of these retro shops have sort of popped up to supply that like older need for physical mm. media that like the AAA industry is obviously moving away from. Like yeah. the gaming industry wants to go into digital pricing and everything. Mm. But if you're determined enough, you can you can totally get an N64 fresh now and just pretend it's 1997 or yeah. whatever it was yeah. and just sort of get stuff from then. Um, but I guess in terms of like the functionality and everything, like a lot of the stuff that Sony's been saying is they think that there's need for one more console that'll be the PS5 mm. and that'll be the last thing. Um, and so after that, it'll just be digital libraries and physical and stuff. I have to agree. Like even uh, with us, you know, the onset of the PS5, I'm like, mm. do we need the PS5? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I have a pro. Uh-huh. Um, look at me, I have a PS5. I also have a pro. <laughs> and um, it's lovely. I mean, I can't. I don't really look at it and think I I need more. You're not missing anything. Like I'm yeah. not missing anything. I don't even have a 4K monitor, mm-hmm. and I I'm pretty happy with mm-hmm. it. So even with the PS5, I'm like, woo, is this too soon for this? <laughs> uh, so that being the last console makes sense to me. Well, that was like the thing at the start of this generation. The reason that so many games took ages to come out was because apparently, the, according to this, is all coming from me listening to different podcasts from um, you know like long-standing journalists mm-hmm. who apparently had the inside word as to the general mentalities from the developers was that they didn't really think that um, the PS4 or the new or this generation of consoles was going to matter. They thought everything was moving towards PC gaming, mm. and that um, that was why a lot of the ge- when the PS4 did start selling like crazy, um, they all kind of went, "Oh God!" and just sort yes. of ran and said, "Okay, let's make some games and whatever." Yeah. And then it then took them, you know, like two years or whatever. We had that really weird sort of half baked first year. Mm. Um, Actually, that's the thing. you might have touched on something there. I think there there always will be a console market because a gaming PC, for example. Thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. And I don't want a PC game. PlayStation I don't want 4. to tweak the sliders and the stuff. PlayStation 4, yeah. when it came out, about 300 pounds, maybe? Oh, no, maybe not when at it first launch, it was No, like not at launch. You're right, you're right. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit more at launch. Um, Point being, though, that like you know those unit prices are way higher than in an individual yes, game. Yes, and you don't have to keep uh, upgrading them. You don't have to, like, what, if one component of it fails, like a PC <laughs> so often does. Um, I think there always will be that market for consoles, for mm-hmm. physical stuff. Well, I hope um, so. Like, cause I think as gaming's got bigger and it's got more mainstream, then you more people who want to just play a game can just pick up a console and play it. Like even me, who's been gaming my whole life, I mm. don't want to go into PC gaming. Like I know you, you're way more cool and have confident a... with PC gaming. Scott just called me cool in terms of gaming. <laughs> cool. But yeah, I think... <laughs> <laughs> like you specify that. Let me even run it back. <laughs> Do you think that maybe like with consoles and stuff, it'll turn to a more PC geared thing where you can upgrade different things? Cause I know you can upgrade hard drives. Well, that's drives what the pros that. like trying to go towards, like a half step system. Swap things out. Yeah, well, I don't know. If it, yeah, that's the, that's like one of the things it's like would they ever do like a like you know they, they say they just call it the playstation mm. and like it comes out like 2020 or Sexy, whatever that's good the they just sort of like own it and then they go okay well this year we're doing like a new disc drive for it and then they make it in a way that makes it modular mm. like i don't even know if that is that appealing to you guys like i wouldn't I, if i'm gonna buy something like that then uh, you're pretty much making me a pc gamer at that point mm. if i'm trading things out every now i and then. don't think they would do that because they would not make as much money if mm. they brought out a whole new console mm. <laughs> so yeah. i don't think they would do that but um I think for that market, people who would be interested in that would have a PC. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, that's true. what they thought was going to happen. Like, if you're taking gaming seriously, then you're gaming on PC. And it's like, there are like lots of, even when it comes to emulation and like, you know, even if I want to go play Super Mario on the N64, the N64 version of Super Mario 64, mm. then I'm, it's easier to go and emulate it than it is to go and dig out an old yeah. N64. And so it's like, not the same, you know, though. well, that's the thing, right? And yeah. it's like, what is that value? <laughs> like drilling that down, like how much value does that, that sort of like feeling even have? Mm. Like in an era of like streaming and emulation and all that sort of I thing. I don't know, it's really, it just boggles me like hmm. thinking about it because I feel like I sit on both sides of it it's like physical media is wonderful but I think the choice is what matters at the end of the day right. it's the people yeah. who want physical stuff should be able to get it even if it does become a bit harder to mm-hmm. source it should always be there as like a, a 
something you can always go back to and have that's tangible. It's like I do gaming. Look yeah, at my discs. Like, have you guys had it? Because we obviously we do a whole bunch of lists and like we we put out a lot of stuff and we talk mm. about a lot of old games. Have you guys ever wanted to go back to something older and then you just can't get to it? Like, because then, because for me, like, uh, like I, the Final Fantasy VII remix coming out soon. Oh! So, like, I've been playing back. Final Fantasy VII is easily available everywhere. Like, I think it's, like, <laughs> you can play it on the wall around the corner. But, like, the, um, they did a spin-off in the 2000s called Crisis Core, which yeah. is, like, this separate sort of story-based thing. Is that thing. the movie, is it? Or? No, that's, that's Adventure Spirits Oh, sorry. Well, Spirits Within was oh. earlier. Actually. Oh, I love Spirits well, Within. Actually. I love it. Oh, you don't I love do. Spirits I Within, like Ash. Spirits Within. Stop it. Go, go watch Adventure Mom and Dad are fighting again. Oh, it's a bad time. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, across the 2000s, they had a whole bunch of, like, Final Fantasy VII based media spin-offs and they did one called Crisis Core which is the story of a certain character that mastered the plot and whatever but that's only on PSP like Sephiroth? literally Was it Sephiroth? It was, I was staying clear of spoilers it's, I like it's Sephiroth The man with the black hair you know the big plot no. centric you know the man? No. Big guy with the black hair um, But man I've said something earlier about like wanting to just wait until like it's new and shiny and I totally mm. feel that way about Final Fantasy VII mm. I just could not I can't be bothered playing the old one when it's oh look at your face No you can't <laughs> play the new one for that I can't be bothered playing the old one I just want to play that's the like so you watch like the remake of Total Recall and you're not going to watch the original one or something. Oh, I so totally different. have only seen the remake. No! Oh my God. That's just bad. That's actually, oh this my God. This is a bad time. That's really hurt me that <laughs> more than the Final Fantasy stuff. So there is a lot of value to the original thing. Oh, I was, about, I was about to say, yeah, I agree. Remakes is a really good way of experiencing old media. And then you've said that and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, the thing. Uh, but yeah, with Final yes. Fantasy, how do, I mean, just, it looks like more appealing to me. Cloud is a nice looking boy. Okay. I like Sephiroth. I like his long hair. His just... polygonal look was pretty fit. Thank you. <laughs> was it? <laughs> Have you seen his chunks? Because I have. <laughs> it's all about choice, isn't it? It is That's about choice. That's my opinion. Yes. No, no, you're, you're totally right. That like, If they do it right, then something like Spyro or Crash or hopefully Crash Team Racing will you know, ostensibly feel like the definitive version because you have all the new bells and whistles. Mm. But the accessibility mm. of it. That's the, that's the thing with Total Recall. You don't have to go and get a VHS player and a VHS and then rewind it with a biro <laughs> to get to the actual thing to serve it in your machine. Like You can just go, oh, all right, Amazon, play Total Recall yeah. for me. Whereas with some of the older PSP stuff, mm-hmm. for example, then you have to proper dig out. Well, I literally had to dig out my old PSP and then I found my old save from like 2010 or whatever oh, it was. Yeah. And, I, and I, I charged it and played Crisis Core and it was fine. But like that idea of accessibility, mm. like would I even be in the market for an N64 if, I, if Nintendo had, you know, answered that question and put N64 games on the Switch online service? Mm. Like if everything was available, would we that? even, you know, go to that? That, that? I think that is my ultimate... St- all right, now we've got through all of that. I think that's Good. the ultimate sticking point. It's that, yes, have the old games and have the originals and have all the access mm-hmm. to them, but put them on a new shiny machine that also can play the stuff that we want to do now. Mm-hmm. We just want backwards compatibility. Yeah, like, literally, what? that's it. But even then, like... That's so hard. <laughs> it's more, yeah, I mean, backwards compatibility with anything that's disc-based, but then stuff needs to be emulation for the cons- for the mm. cartridge stuff, um, which, I mean, for Nintendo specifically, they did have that on the Wii mm. U. Like, you can totally play Mario 64, Mario mm. Kart, and everything on the yeah, Wii U. Yeah, I've got it. They just never, like, ported it across onto the Switch. Yeah. But that's... That's the question that the gaming industry just seems to forever like dance around because sometimes they're like, oh, well, we'll remake it and we'll remaster it and mm. we'll charge you £60 for it yeah. and we'll do it that way. Um, but then other times they just throw the older version on. Mm. But I, I don't know, they never seem to really like nail that stuff down resulting in all these retro yeah. sort of things. Yeah, you want, to be, you want to be able to dig it out and play it on all of the original stuff, mm. but you want everyone to have the accessibility to do it to 
to do it to mm-hmm. make that popular as well so that yeah. they don't like just absolutely die out and I guess nothing like, else gets them in like a fully corporate mentality as well they don't benefit from people buying old consoles because mm. they're not making any new ones anymore yeah. so like in the that's the whole reason that the you know the digital storefronts dominate is because mm. then they can control the price points and all that sort of thing yeah as well. I wonder if you can compare it to like the iPhone for example it's mm. like mm. they don't need to make a new iPhone but they make it because the people will buy it every and they'll year make the money designed <laughs> to break in it that's the thing oh god the whole but, uh, uh, design to break obviously consoles aren't made every year and it's a lot it's, it is very different but I wonder if it's kind of the same thing like with remakes with retro stuff with mm-hmm. that kind of stuff they'll be like well is it going to make us money well I don't <laughs> care if it's what people want mm-hmm. is it going to make money um, it'll be interesting after Crash Team Racing because they've kind of mined the big PlayStation franchises like we're even getting Medieval which like people love like I, I love the Medieval <laughs> But like that's like on a different tier to Crash Spyro and Crash Team Racing. Medieval's yeah. like a B tier. I was gonna yeah. say I was really surprised they were remaking yeah. it because I just don't remember people talking about it loads. But then it's it like seemed, a cult classic. I guess. Then it's come back. I'm Dan like, Fortescue. Thank God. But yeah, stick a crank on it, people will buy it. <laughs> oh God, give me Medieval with a little Dan yeah, Fortescue literally. and his little crank. <laughs> I would happily take that. Um, but yeah, so I guess just it's just that general sort of question is the appeal and the longevity of physical media in an age continually dominated by digital stuff, mm. and we like it because we once experienced it. Yeah, but will the future us well, the future, like we'll it. <laughs> but yeah so you guys let us know what you think down in the comments below do you like your physical gaming media and do you hope for more in the future for now though so what I, think I, I think I've said about 17 different opinions on whether I like it or not it's fine. this whole thing you have a balanced view on yes. I'm just stuck I want everything <laughs> anyway we're I ending. also want everything preferably emulated yeah. but also in physical yeah. so let us know what you think down in the comments below this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast I've been your host Scott Taylor joined by Rachel Shackleton I promise I'll watch the old Total Recall and Final Fantasy 7 and Nash Milne <sighs> oh goodbye I'm going to watch the old Total Recall again and Final Fantasy 7 and we'll catch you next time bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.